<laughs> you know, we just come in here week after week, Nick, without a plan, and we just do it. We just wing it. A wing it a prayer. We're halfway there, some would say. We're recording on a prayer. Whoa, whoa. We're halfway there. That's a song by Pat Benatar. <laughs> by Bat Pon Jovatar. Yes. Pat Bon Jovatar. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, uh, we're really coming at you right out of the gate, real strong with this here intro. Uh, <laughs> Here's the thing, everybody. Ben spent all day digging up his yard because a pipe exploded. Uh, so we didn't have time to craft a, a well-oiled introduction for you. Ben's yard must flood every single week. We really didn't. Uh, my yard was just, uh, it, it became a water volcano. You know what I mean? Like a, a bulge happened and then there was water coming out of the top of it. It looked like a volcano. I would like to direct any listeners to the Quick Mickey Instagram page if they would like to see this for themselves. You can, at Quick Mickey, um, like Mickey Mouse. But faster. A lot faster than that little rodent, let me tell you that. Uh, yeah, so Quick Mickey gave some commentary on it, uh, and but luckily I had insurance, so nobody worry about that. We I have insurance specifically for the pipes outside the house. It's just fine. Oh, but but yeah, so I don't. I didn't have time to craft an intro, Nick. No, and that doesn't really explain the rest of our intros for the previous 75 episodes, but we're going to just move right on past that. Oh, uh, also, to anyone listening, next week, both Ben and I are getting our second dose of the Pfizer vaccine for the COVID pandemic, and that means we will likely be out of commission next weekend when we usually would record and edit. So it's possible that we'll, it's likely that there won't be an episode next week. And if you're not House Pfizer, and you're some other house like House Moderna, or House J&J, that'd be the prime time to attack us, because we'd be down. I've made secret alliances with several J&J members, though, so if you're in that house and you're going to turn against us, just know, I have eyes on the inside. What were the, the three Pokemon houses, like the three colors, the red, blue, Oh, and uh, Instinct yellow. was yellow. Uh, yeah. Valor was red. Okay. And blue was mystic. If So, uh, J&J would be mystic. I'm blue team. I don't want to be J&J. J&J's yellow. Okay, J&J's yellow. They're instinct. Uh, and then who cares about the rest? This is riveting content. Yeah, let's just get into what we what we done watched this week. What we done watched. All right, so I finished Q Into the Storm, and it was excellent. I mean, it was good the whole way through. Really get a good feel for QAnon and for the people who created it. And you, by the end, you you have a fairly good idea of who Q is. I I think. Uh, so highly recommend this. Um, there is some content, you know, you don't want to watch this with your kids. Uh, but, but, uh, but if you want to see some weirdos, buddy, uh, this one's, this one's got them. So definitely recommend that. There's a, a podcast I listened to where they were pretty sure it was this guy from the Philippines. Is that sort of the same end result? I am not going to spoil anything. Okay. You do go to the Philippines in this documentary. So you, you spend some time in Manila. Mm-hmm. The Thrilla in Manila. So, yeah. 
Very good, though. Very, very good. Uh, another sort of docu-series that I've, that I've watched more of, Formula One Drive to Survive Season 3. Just as good as the other seasons. A lot of politics, you know, in that world. Uh, and it's it's very exciting. Uh, very good. Watched The Incredible Hulk with my 11-year-old. It is interesting to watch early Marvel movies. It's way different. Yeah, there are things I like about that movie and things I don't like. Like, I I love William Hurt as an actor and, and having him as Ross, who is one of the the long-reigning villains of the MCU, as we, we have come to learn, was, was great. Um, I've, I'm not a huge fan of Tim Roth, but he works as a villain, so him as Blonsky was fine. Uh... Yeah, I mean, I wish I wish for continuity's sake that it was Mark Ruffalo is the only thing. It is definitely weird to go back and watch it not be Ruffalo. Uh, it's very weird. Yeah, I wish almost, I want the Ruffalo cut of The Incredible Hulk. Yeah, and also too, like, Liv Tyler, I don't think it's believable that she would be with Edward Norton. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know, Armageddon and all that. Well, our Megan on and all that. Yeah. So anyway, so watch that. Um, I watched the first episode of Dad Stop Embarrassing Me, the Jamie Foxx. Uh, 90s sitcom? Sitcom. <laughs> 90s sitcom. And, and buddy, they go all out on that 90s sitcom. I, I'm not going to stick with this. There's a laugh track uh, with it, which I can't, I just can't do. Um, and it's in its 90s. Um, I don't want to say it's in a good way. It's just in a very 90s way. Okay. Like they, they, if that was their goal, they achieved it. It's just not for me. It was for me in the 90s, but maybe not now in 2021. Yeah, I don't, I mean, if, like, and I would say, like, oh, the people that like, you know, Fuller House and all that would like this, but it's, it's, it, the, like, it's not for kids, you know. Um, I mean, they, they, they drop uh, curse words that you would never hear on a 90s sitcom. <laughs> Uh, so, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to keep on with that, unfortunately, uh, although I still love David Ellinger. Yes. Uh, uh, and I finished. I went back and finished Space Sweepers. Yeah, we want to watch that. I don't know. You're you're making a face though. Yeah, it's it's just not. It's it feels a little. It, uh, I don't know. It's just. If I had never seen it, I, I'd probably be just fine. I think we might still. Ch- I kind of want to see it just to see it. There's one close-up shot where they're holding the the joystick of the the ship that they're in and you can tell it's 3d printed <laughs> it's got the little lines on it <laughs> yeah like well the lines are covered up but you can see the angles like how it didn't do a complex curve it did like angles and you can see that and it's like they the, they did like a bare minimum amount of sand in the, the <laughs> lines down and like paint over it so like, it's it just it totally looks 3d printed good <laughs> they need to get one of them uh, resin printers yeah although i have seen people coating their prints in resin and then like doing the the uv light curing Mm -hmm. and it makes it like super smooth i may actually start doing that oh yeah i've seen people do that as well yeah all right what'd you watch i watched a lot of stuff again last weekend i went to paint minis haven't done that in a while so it was fun to do fun and then as we painted minis we watched night at the museum that's a funny movie i like that movie uh it's holds up yeah it's like it's it's one of those movies that uh, they used. I feel like they used to make, and they don't make them as much anymore. Like kind of in the vein of like Hook or something like that, where it's like a goofy kind of kids adventure comedy. So that's a good movie. I like that movie. And then Jess and I watched The Holiday with Kate Winslet, Jack Black, Jack Black, uh, Cameron Diaz, Jude Law, and Jude Law. That is a very very wholesome, charming movie. Jack Black is 
is obviously the best part of it. Jack Black being the romantic interest for Kate Winslet is the best. That makes it good. <laughs> uh, because It's, it's kind of weird. It, you'd think that, but like, he's the best. Like, he's the best. So, and he's adorable. And I would date him were I uh, of the persuasion. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I like that movie. Then I watched, this was a recommendation from Clint Moss, who messaged me. And told me to watch Prospect on Netflix. Yeah, is this the Mandalorian one? It's yeah, it's Pedro Pascal. That movie yeah. is awesome. That was an incredibly oh. good movie for being a really okay. low budget sci fi movie on Netflix Netflix. Yeah. This could easily fit in Firefly, like in the Firefly universe. They talk like in Firefly, uh where it's like Wild West in space talk. No. Uh Pedro Pascal is so good in this movie. Uh, the it's it's not a thing you've seen a million times. It's it's if it was a western, it probably would be. But just the setting makes it feel new, and it's it's really weird, sort of mining thing that they do, and they don't over-explain things in the world. They just sometimes some sometimes something really weird is there, and you just have to accept that this is how this is here, and they don't explain it. And I love that. So, oh, that's fresh. I highly recommend watching the movie Prospect on Netflix. So thank you, Clint, yes. for that awesome recommendation. I'll, def- I'll definitely check that out. And it's not real long, too, so you can like knock it out in, in, I think it was like an hour and 40 minutes or even like an hour and a half, but it was really, really good. Just the dialogue alone. And then I watched The Beguiled on HBO, which is a Sofia Coppola movie with uh, Nicole Kidman, Kirsten Dunst, Elle Fanning, Colin Farrell. Uh, I saw the 1971 Clint Eastwood. I think it's based on a book, but the Clint Eastwood version was very similar to this one. Uh, is is pretty good, and because of that movie, I was it's a Civil War movie. Uh, I was in a mood for war movies, so then I watched The Catcher Was a Spy, which is a Paul Rudd drama war spy movie uh, from a couple years ago, where it's based on a true story that that is a really weird true story that I had never heard of where. Uh, I was a, a catcher for the Boston Red Sox, was recruited to be a spy for the army in World War II and sent to kill Heisenberg if he was working on a bomb. And he had to ascertain whether or not Heisenberg was working on a bomb for Germany. And if he was, he was supposed to kill him. And if not, he could decide on his own. And so that was a really weird movie. It starred Paul Rudd. It was pretty, it was pretty good. It wasn't, it wasn't, it was like for a war movie, it was about as good as that that Daniel Craig movie, uh, Defiance. It was about that quality of a war movie. So, you know, not top tier, but it was good. And then I've basically been watching, I found out there's full episodes of Monster Quest and Missing in Alaska on YouTube. So I've been watching a ton of those. It's those, that history (laughs) channel show, you know, Yeah. literally the stupidest thing in the world, but I love it. And then, uh, (laughs) last night I watched Dunkirk, which I had never seen before. Oh, and, uh, as people who've listened to this know, I don't really like Christopher Nolan. This movie was great. This is a great movie. Have you seen this? I have. So, okay, people on the internet were complaining that it was hard to follow because of some timeline thing. It wasn't hard to follow. It wasn't hard to follow no. at all. I watched no. it and I was like, oh, people are just, I should have known that. People are just dumb. It's very clear uh, that the different storylines take place for different amounts of time and you you are given cues to this 
at the appropriate times to know that the one story takes the longest, the second one is a lot shorter, and the, thir- and the third one is only about like an hour. It, this is all evident. It's very clear. So if you've, if you've heard that about this movie, shrug it off. It's the same as season one of The Witcher. You can figure it out if you're you know, even remotely intelligent. But anyway, it's a great movie. I loved it. So the only problem I had was I can't tell. All these guys look the same. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I felt about Black Hawk Down. It's like everybody looks the same. Yes, it's these British white guys all look exactly the same. Like the only ones that I like when when Kenneth Branagh and James Darcy had their scenes. Those are two humans that I love intrinsically. You know, so I recognize them. And Tom Hardy was in a plane wearing a mask, so obviously I recognized him. But all the guys on the ground, the dude from One Direction and all the other little army guys, all looked exactly the same. So I need to re-watch it because I couldn't tell them apart. And I I got a little confused at one point because there was a guy who I thought was dead. All of a sudden was with this other guy. And... I don't know what happened to the French guy because he looked the same. Uh, so I, I just I need to rewatch it and be able to tell these white people apart. How eerie is it to to see a plane flying silently? That was very creepy. Like even though you know the the context behind it, it's still like freaky. It was freaky. That the plane stuff was my favorite part of the movie. Like you don't, there's not enough good dogfighting movies. There there's not, uh, and we won't get Top Gun until like. November. Yeah, at least it's this year finally. Yeah. Uh, well, cool. Yeah, so that's what we done had watched, uh, and and now let's talk a little about about some alterna trailers. Alterna trailers, like trailers, but kind of not. Yeah, we got a couple alterna trailers because we're going to be probably on a two week space here with our COVID vaccines next weekend. Uh, we didn't want to do any open-ended stuff this week, so uh, we're, we got some alternate trailers. I'll turn you trailers for you today. I'll turn you trailers. So the first one we have here is really a, a sort of a teaser. It's an annou- it's an announcement trailer for the Avengers Campus uh, opening day. So this is at Disney. It's like California Adventure, I think is what it's called. It. it uh, uh, the Disneyland out in California. And so they have a, uh, like a Spider-Man. To me, it looks like a gift shop, basically. Um, they have the... There's the Quinjet sitting on the yeah. Avengers compound thing. Yeah, uh, they've got the Guardians of the Galaxy Tower, which used to be... I think it used to be the, the Tower of Terror. Yes, which was uh, was uh, Twilight Zone. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rod Serling was there at the like at the beginning. Yep, um, and then they have like the Doctor Strange area. It looks like outdoor, like patio type stuff. So uh, looks pretty cool. I don't know. I'm not gonna fly to California to go see it, but it looks cool. Yeah, and that's opening up like right around our birthday, June fourth. Yeah. So. Um, so that happened, and then we have a commercial for the Oscars, and, and tell us why we put this on here. So this is a commercial for the Oscars that is airing on t- on real TV, like an ad for the Oscars being on TV, and it's about how movie fans love the movies, and our friend Steph is in this commercial in her midsummer slug dress, the flower slug. <laughs> and you don't even have to look for her. Like she pops up, and it's she's right there, buddy. I was so proud. Yeah, it was very cool to see, especially because it's it's like a a real commercial on real TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
so she's famous now. Uh, we have have a famous friend. Yeah, she'll be she'll be signing autographs after the after the show after the Oscars. She was on national television for like uh, 0.75 seconds. I saw a, a mutual friend of ours, uh, Andrea, who works at Nerdist, uh, saw it on TV while watching a random thing, and then took a picture of her TV and posted it, and was freaking out. So that's pretty fun. <laughs> That's fun. That would be fun if you were if you didn't know about it and weren't expecting it. That'd be fun. Yeah, that would be insane. But yeah, so that's cool. Just we wanted to put that in there. So if you want to see the commercial, we'll have the link in the show notes there, or you might see it on TV. Oh, hey, it may, it may, you may organically see it. You know, organic. Mm-hmm. The way that I buy all my GMO groceries. All my non-GMO trailers. Non. That, that's the only kind of trailers we we have here, folks. <laughs> Uh, all right, so that uh, that's enough of that. Let's talk about uh, the new, 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 new trailers, folks. Uh, we have an Adele dazine for you. Yeah, we thought we had a Baker's dazine, but there was a tr- a trick, No Time to Die second trailer for for Bond, No Time to Die that was not a new trailer. It was the same old trailer. So uh, te- I texted Nick. I was like, Hey, man, I don't think this is this Bond trailer's new. And uh, he said, well, it said new on it. It said new on it. <laughs> so I like copied the, the text and it was like new concept. This is our new concept. And it was just some, you know, channel, YouTube channel that, that plays trailers. So it was not Dumb. a new trailer. That's what I get for putting it in there without watching it first. Yeah, I went so I went on Universal's YouTube page. And I was like, let me see the good, like, the you know, the, the 1400 k or whatever 1440p or whatever it is you know and it it, it was not there so, so i figured it was. yeah all right so the first trailer that we have here is called eat wheaties um starring tony hale tony hale from alabama yeah so we got tony hale in this we got alan tudyk alicia cuthbert is in it sarah chalk there's a bunch of people i'm presuming elizabeth banks will be in it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the I will see uh, Alicia Alicia Cuthbert. Alicia Cuthbert. I had the biggest crush on her back, like in college. Yeah, well, that was was that when she was in Twenty Four. Yes. Yeah, so that makes sense. (laughs) Who wouldn't? (laughs) Yeah, seriously. So she she plays like a a pregnant mom in this. Yes. So I actually, when I first saw this, I thought that was uh, uh, Cameron from House. So I think they they could play sisters in something. I forget her real name. She was on that Once Upon a Time show, too. Jennifer Morrison. But, uh, yeah, so uh, the the plot of this is Sid Straw's life unravels as he tries to prove that he was friends with a celebrity in college, that celebrity being Elizabeth Banks, and he is, like, commenting on her Facebook page, and it's kind of cringy, and it goes viral, and people are making fun of him. I think this is probably going to be pretty good based on the cast alone. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they would sign on to a project like this if it didn't have like a good script and stuff, right? Yeah, especially not Alan Tudyk, who is, in my opinion, the most naturally funny human being that lives. And he's like a leaf on the wind. He is. Watch him soar. And yeah. Tony Hale's hilarious. Uh, yeah. Elizabeth Banks, Sarah Chalk, I love. Obviously, she's Elliot from Scrubs. I don't. I don't. I feel like this is going to be funnier than the trailer lets on. Yeah, I think so too. I think it'll be I think it'll be a different kind of it might not be laugh out loud funny either, yeah. but it'll definitely be maybe funny in the sort of Ricky Gervais 
kind of way where he's making a fool of himself in a in an awkward way. Yeah. To this day, I still think the funniest thing that Ricky Gervais has done is was the radio stations on uh, GTA Three. I think it was. Uh huh. Or GTA Four, maybe GTA Four is what it was. Yeah, it was for the God. one with Nico Bellic. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'd just be driving around just to listen to that that station with him on it, and they're just laugh and laugh. I enjoyed that as well. Uh, you could also go into the comedy club and see him or Cat Williams. Oh, really? Uh-huh, and there would be like a little animated version of him like walking around on stage. How funny. I, never, I didn't know that. I didn't play that game a whole lot. I played a couple of hours of it. That's probably about it. Um, all right, so then we have a trailer for Above Suspicion. This is a, we, we've, see, we've talked about this before. Uh, this has Khaleesi in it, uh, doing a southern act, well, attempting to do a southern accent, and it's still bad. Yeah, so her southern accent is really terrible. Sometimes English people can do a real good southern accent. Uh, like Carrie Mulligan, for example. Her Any American accent Carrie Mulligan does is perfect. Uh, I didn't know she was British until a couple years ago, but she's Irene, <laughs> she's Irene in Drive, so I thought she was just American. And uh, Amelia Clark, not so much. I love her with a British accent. Like, I love her as Kira from Solo. That's the, my favorite thing that she's ever done. Yeah, do more of that. I feel like maybe she'll be in the Lando Disney Plus show, and I, or I hope she will. I, do, I hope the same. Uh, yeah. And it, it, there's no reason why she shouldn't. I mean, she'll see the, how big this stuff is, like how big these shows are. Yeah, so I think she'll want to do that, and I think they'd be stupid not to get her because she's Amelia Clark. This yeah. movie looks bad. Uh, yeah, it's based on a true story that 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 led to the first conviction for murder of an FBI agent, which sounds kind of interesting, but it doesn't look interesting in the trailer. It's directed by Philip Noyce, who directed Salt, which I do like that movie, but not enough where like. I would think that this trailer is misleading. I just don't think this looks very good. In my mind's eye, when I think about this trailer for Above Suspicion, it's it's not black and white, but it's like it's like blue and black. Like the whole movie is in is like in a blue and black filter. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's blue. It's blue and black and gray. Yeah, uh, it might as well be black and white. I mean, like the whole thing is that way in my mind. I think of uh, that as the opium filter because every movie that's about opioids or like drug busts is in that blue filter. <laughs> I've done opioids. I've I've gotten injured. Uh, it doesn't it doesn't turn everything blue. All right, so that's above suspicion. We won't be seeing it. Goodbye. You. We don't care. No, go back to Star Wars. Go back to start. Go do. Go back to doing your Star Wars. Uh, all right. So the number three trailer that we've got here is Army of the Dead. This is probably one of the most fun to talk about this week, whether or not you want to see it or not. Uh, the plot of this is following a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas. A group of mercenaries take the ultimate gamble, venturing into the quarantine zone to pull off the greatest heist ever attempted. This is. A film by Zack Snyder made for Netflix and starring Dave Bautista and in what is the best part of the trailer, Tig Notaro as like a like a <laughs> like a mechanic like or... a mechanic mercenary. <laughs> <laughs> so she she has been replaced or no, she replaced some uh person who was like a who who apparently is a a bad person. 
or something like this. Is that, is that the story? <laughs> I believe so, but I it was so long ago because this got delayed that I don't even remember. I wonder if it's in the trivia. Uh, if you want to see Tank Top wearing Tig Nataro smoking a black and mild, uh, <laughs> have we got the trailer for you, buddy? Yeah, and who wouldn't want to see that? No, she she looks good. Um, and I don't know who the person she replaced, but I, I don't necessarily care. Yeah, it doesn't you know. matter. I want to talk about your your point that you put here, though. Let's let's litigate this. All right. So the point I said was, like zombies themselves, is the zombie content dream still alive? So I think that that zombie or undead is now a permanent genre. I don't think it's a a a flash in the pan genre. I think it will endure forever. Hmm. Like uh, like the western. It's almost its own genre. It's not even. Uh, I don't even consider it horror anymore. I think it's its own thing. I, I don't either. I don't. I don't either. Uh, what? Okay. Let me ask you this. What was the last really good zombie thing you saw? Well, I saw Train to Busan recently. That was really good. But that that's a few years older. I just saw it recently. I liked uh, Zombieland in two thousand nine. I thought that was really good. And then. Mm-hmm. Previous to that, it was Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead in 2007. 2004. I need to see I need to see Zombieland 2. I never saw that. Me too. I have not seen Zombieland 2. Uh, I missed I missed it when it was streaming. I should I need I need to see it. But I, it'll come back around. You know, I think uh, I liked World War Z. I, I liked Oh yeah, that yeah. Movie. I liked um, World War and, Z as well. Yeah, so Zombieland World War Z in like maybe season 3 of walking dead i couldn't make it past half of season two of walking dead maybe it was season two i don't know uh before they get to the train station that one the i don't remember where where the the cannibals like before that uh it got a little long in the tooth after that but uh i think when they're we're in the prison where they got they, they you know they had to leave the prison oh that i do remember that was season two that's season two. Okay, so yeah, so like season two of The Walking Dead. That's probably like the last good Walking Dead. So there's some fun stuff in this trailer. Like it's not just the same old thing. Obviously, there's a heist going on, so that adds it's a adds a, like a different flair to it. Yep. Uh, there's like a zombie tiger. That's kind of cool because it's Vegas. There's uh, the zombies aren't like dumb shambling zombies they're like smarter so this the they almost act it made me think of i am legend more so than like uh zombie like zombies you know it it had sort of that feel which i am legend is like vampires and these were acting more like i am legend monsters to me than zombies what so I, i do i sort of appreciate that they are different that they have some sort of communication with each other and uh and relationship with each other uh, so I appreciate the novelty there, but do you think that they're truly zombies? I don't know. I don't think so. I feel like it's more of like a I'm Legend thing, where at this point, any monster that's like this is just zombies. Yeah. Uh, th- there's a lot of shooting. Going to be a lot of shooting in this. I bet you that it's Zack Snyder, so there's going to be a lot of slow motion. I think that's safe to say. I think that's safe to say. Uh, I think a lot of, a lot of the uh, normal humans are going to die. Yeah, this is this has got the uh, sort of feel of like a predator or alien where you start off with a group, a, a mercenary group, and they get one by one until there's like one dude left, and that dude either lives or dies, you know? So it could go either way. 
Yep. I hope Tig lives, but I don't foresee that happening. She'll probably... No. I bet she'll take out a bunch and explode or something. Uh, I think Dave Batista might be the only one that survives, or he will self-sacrifice himself for a younger person, like a young girl, to survive. That's a good bet. Now, this is a Netflix movie, so being that it's an extremely low barrier to entry and... Uh, say what you say what you will about Zack Snyder. I mean, if you've listened to this podcast, you know that I do frequently enough. The man invented fast zombies. The man created an entire subgenre of zombie. You know that was him. Like everything until him was Romero zombies, which were just slow shambling ghouls. Dawn of the Dead is what made the fast zombies. So you know he did revolutionize the genre. Say what you will of Zack Snyder. He's he's done his homework in this in this genre i i sort of put Zack snyder almost because i'm not as i'm not really a fan of Zack snyder but i almost put him in the same category as jj abrams someone who has done good work like jack Zack snyder made man of steel which is one of my favorite superhero movies uh he has the capability of making really great stuff uh but he he's got a lot of misses you mm-hmm. know and so I I will definitely check this out just because of that low barrier to Yeah. Entry. This will be a fun one. We'll look for it in a future installment of what we done watched. For sure. Uh, all right, so next up we have The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, two two possessive uh words here. Hitman's Wife's. This is silly. Well, this is a sequel to The Hitman's Bodyguard. With Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson, which never I never saw. saw. Yeah, I never saw the first one, so I don't know if it was good, but it must have been successful in order to generate this this sequel. Uh, the plot of it is the bodyguard Michael Bryce continues his friendship with assassin Darius Kincaid as they try to save Darius's wife, Sonia, who joins the cast with Selma Hayek. Yep. There, this trailer features a Britney Spears song, and to my great surprise, it was unedited. I mean, they, they chopped it up, but they didn't change the sound or the singer or anything. It was just a straight-up pop song, which is that sort of bucks the trend here, doesn't it? Yes, it was not. It was not a weird slow cover. It wasn't slowed down. It wasn't. It was just yep. Britney Spears. Maybe people are afraid now to. Maybe people don't want to rob the spotlight from Britney, who after all the stuff came out that most people knew already like about how mistreated she was you know that documentary leave her alone leave Brittany alone so people <laughs> people don't want to don't want to erase Brittany <laughs> now they want to put her in the spotlight they, they do so that was that was surprising to me but this uh, I don't know that this is my type of movie no this feels like a 90s comedy to me yeah, like slapsticky '90s comedy. Yeah. Yeah, like like Ace Ventura esque. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like like you like you know there's gonna be a scene with them like 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 Salma Hayek and Ryan Reynolds in like a shopping cart screaming as they're like going down a hill. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like stuff it's like that. Like an action comedy. It's like from the '90s. Uh, yeah. I might watch this if it's streaming or something, but I've never seen the first one, and I'm sure that's been streaming, so I probably won't. But this cast, I'm looking at the cast list, and there's a lot of people who I would think would have been in the trailer, but I, t- to my knowledge, were not. Like, Morgan Freeman is in the cast list, Frank Grillo, Antonio Banderas. 
Whoa! Right? Yeah, so this movie's pretty stacked. I didn't know all those people were in it. No, it wasn't evident from the trailer. The trailer mainly focused on the main three. Yeah. So, uh, I guess if you're a fan of the first, you'll check this out. I'm more looking forward to seeing Selma Hayek in The Eternals. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. When, when are we gonna get a tra- when, when are we gonna get a trailer for that? Yeah, I would imagine with Black Widow. Oh, uh, that would that would make sense. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, all right. So then uh, next up, we have a trailer for Fast and Furious Nine. This is trailer number two. Um, this is better than what we got previously. It is. This is the most ridiculous thing of all time. I'm not even gonna read the synopsis for this because what's the point? It's Fast Furious <laughs> 9. This one's got John Cena. <laughs> Helen Mirren's in this movie. What? Yeah. Oh, that, no, she dri- she's driving the car. Yeah, That's yeah, insane. Yeah. Charlize Theron, Michael Rooker, Vin Diesel, Michelle Rodriguez, John Cena, Jordana Brewster. This is just this is so weird. This is such a weird... Can you imagine watching Fast and Furious 1... And then cutting to Fast and Furious 9. I was just going to say that the juxtaposition of those two movies, uh, or even the first two Fast and Furious, uh, it's it's insane. They have totally changed what they are. Um, why isn't Gal Gadot in this? Well, she's in... Uh, Fast she's, 8? No, she's in the Wreck-It Ralph racing game. In the, in the Wreck-It Ralph 2, <laughs> she's the racing character. <laughs> uh, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, she has uh, sort of the right uh, combination of being extremely good-looking and not a very good actor to be in a Fast and the Furious movie. <laughs> uh, you, you know what this this trailer was was the concrete dodging family because like all they do is dodge <laughs> like chunks of debris in this in this film. Yeah, and Michelle Rodriguez just jumps through walls. She jumps through like five different walls in this movie. She jump. She jumps from from motorcycles through walls. She's just all over the place. These movies have to have like I haven't seen all of them. I saw f- the fifth one and the sixth one, I think, and they're ridiculous. But like, they have to have a, a level of self awareness to be this absurd, too. They have to. And I can't tell I mean, if they do or not. It, it, it's like if the if the kids on South Park were describing a made up movie that they saw. It's like that. It would, this would be the plot. Yes, that is extremely accurate of this. <laughs> All right, so Fast Nine. I'm sure it'll make a lot of money, especially internationally. Yeah, with the spec. It was being such a spectacle. You know what you're getting with this. Uh, but they do some cool. Uh, they do some cool car stunts. I will say that. Definitely. I mean, these are yeah. These are keeping stunt people employed. If anything else, and you know, I love my yeah. stunt people. I know you do. I know you do. Uh, all right, so um, oh, did you write this? The, the trailer plays like a Super Bowl Budweiser commercial. Oh, sorry, yeah. So I'll put the clip <laughs> in from the beginning right here. The world has a way of changing, <laughs> and we change too. I know some people they would die for me. There are moments that separate us, but we always come back together. But the beginning of this, I thought, I didn't think that when I was watching it, I didn't think that the trailer had started yet. I thought it was an ad on YouTube and it was like a cheesy Budweiser Christmas time ad type like feeling to it. And then I realized that I was like, oh, wait, this is Vin Diesel. This is the movie trailer. I'll just put that clip in. It was absurd. 
You know, one cra- one weird thing that only car people know about this um, is that they drive around Nissan Skyline R34s in some of these movies. And that, that car, you cannot, it's not street legal in America. Like, you have to import it from Japan, and you, they're not legal. Well, Ben, they live on the other side of the law. It's all about family. Family, Ben. <laughs> did, did you see the meme that was like, I know how we can feed Godzilla with family? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then so John good. Cena uh, comes in and he's like, you said it was all about family. But you threw me away because I'm your brother and I died. Oh, I died. This is like a soap opera uh, directed by Michael Bay. Only Michael Bay didn't direct it. It was probably Justin Lin. Probably was. Uh, John Cena, never give up. Uh, all right, so then we have a trailer for Resident Evil Infinite Darkness. Oh, no, Ben. No. I know that no, you don't. don't want to talk about this next one, but we are going to. <laughs> I totally skipped it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The, okay, the real next trailer that we have is The Mad Hatter, a horror movie from the heart of whoever these people are to yours. This looks like an ad for Shudder. It has so many different horror tropes in it. <laughs> this is just like checked- an ad. Oh my god, checked all the boxes. All the horror boxes you could ever want, it checks them. The plot of this is Henry and three of his classmates encounter mind-bending ghostly terror when they volunteer for a weekend study with their psychology professor in the haunted Mad Hatter mansion. So right away it sounds like it's a rip-off or some sort of remake of The Haunting from 1999 with Liam Neeson and Owen Wilson at all. Uh, because that was basically the plot of that, which was a basically a remake of the house on haunted hill with vincent price from back in the sick fifties um yes a past decade a past decade when vincent price was in stuff so i think this is continuing in the long line of remaking that movie only this time it's using a lot of cgi ghost effects from other movies uh, do you want to see a young person laying on the floor get pulled away from the camera by something and have them... Sc- like the end of Wreck of REC? <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, do you want to see scary looking lava fi- f- uh, figures? Like from Crimson Peak? Yeah. Uh, do you want to see dark houses and hallways and such? Every haunted house movie? Yeah. Buddy, we've got the, we've got the movie for you. Don't watch this. Instead, watch either the, the Haunting of Bly Manor or The Haunting of Hill House on Netflix because those are two extremely good ghost things and this looks like uh, just a tropey nonsense one. It, it does. Uh, so I think we can probably move on from this one. Yeah, we'll move on now. Well, to the, what I was talking about earlier, Resident Evil Infinite Darkness. This is a computer animated movie. Yeah, I think this is a miniseries, so there might be a couple episodes. Oh, it's a, oh, it's a series. Yeah, uh, on IMDb it says TV miniseries, and then it says season season one. So the plot of this Resident Evil series is: Federal agent Leon S. Kennedy teams up with terrorist uh, staff member Claire Redfield to investigate a zombie outbreak based on the popular video game series of the same name. So you know it's Resident Evil. I'm gonna watch it. I've watched all of those CGI Resident Evil movies. I'm not gonna stop now. <laughs> no, I. I... <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I was like, I bought all these other blue Blu-rays at, at Best Buy because yep. that was the only way to see this kind of stuff. And I, I will do it again. Uh, you know, back in the day, we didn't get trailers for this stuff. We just saw the cover at Best Buy and we said, what's this? 
a Resident Evil CGI movie, well, I, I have to see this. I'll pay the $18.99 for this Blu-ray disc and take it home with me, having not seen an, a moment of it. I have quite a few of them in my basement on my Blu-ray shelf. <laughs> uh, all of them, I think, maybe. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I like Resident Evil. I don't like the direction that the games are going of being in first person, although I do like the sort of creepiness that they've added to them but i don't like first person i'm sorry i just don't like first person games uh but this is a a series that i can watch and it is not in third person in first person because it is a tv show indeed it is so that is coming out uh somewhat soon i think um i yeah. don't know look it up it's Netflix. Google it, folks. it'll show up at some point it'll probably it'll probably put it in your feed if you're if you're listening to this you're probably pretty nerdy and it's probably gonna pop up in your feed likely so all right, so then we have a trailer for This World Alone. Okay, so this movie looks really weird. Uh, the trailer doesn't give you any indication of what it's about. IMDb says it's from 2018. However, the trailer itself says 2021, so I don't know what happened there. The storyline is apparently... The World Alone is an independent feature film about three women living in seclusion following a cataclysmic event that left the Earth without technology or power, which it does not look like from the trailer. That doesn't seem correct, so I don't know if this is the right movie here on IMDb, but it's the only one for This World Alone. (laughs) Uh, This trailer was not cut well. You didn't understand what was going on. My takeaway was it's some some young girl's weird journey where she learns she has to be violent, more violent to survive against crazy people or something to that effect. I couldn't tell what this was about. It was not a good trailer. I was not into it. Uh, she's screaming I, I don't, and like she's mad. I don't, I don't, I, this is terrible. Rochelle, Rochelle, huh? A young girl's strange erotic journey from Milan to Minsk. All it was was lingering camera shots while some sort of atonal droning happened in the background bursts of occasional punching and yelling and violence yeah it, it's terrible um I, I don't know who watches this trailer and says well this looks seriously interesting let me check this out I, who, who who says that i don't know this was an awful one i mean we got a lot of boogers this week and this one's the worst yeah this is a this one was boogerific it was written by boogerachi okay and performed by uh two booger uh, sh- uh, sugar <laughs> <laughs> two booger shakur uh it was terrible so uh next up we have a trailer for riders of justice it is a danish movie starring mads mickelson and he apparently is playing nick offerman because he looks exactly like him in this trailer now like not not <laughs> parks and recce or nick offerman i'm talking modern current nick offerman where he's got short hair and a long beard uh, but the plot of this is Marcus, who has to go home to his teenage daughter, Matilda, when his wife dies in the tragic train accident. It seems like an accident until a mathematics geek, who is also a fellow passenger on the train, and his two colleagues show up. So I think the the nerds come and tell Mads Mikkelsen that they think that there was foul play, and so Mads Mikkelsen, as Nick Offerman, goes to wreak havoc on... on the perpetrators this is a liam neeson movie this is a liam neeson ensemble movie yes uh liam neeson is not in it but he is uh in spirit in this yeah the spirit of liam neeson is is in this movie 
Uh, Nick, here's what I want you to do. I want you to put something in front of the the writers of justice, you know, a word or a phrase, semicolon, writers of justice, and make this into a 90s cartoon. <laughs> well, but give me some suggestions. Let's see. It could be a, like a sequel to Biker Mice from Mars, and it could be called Biker Mice Riders from Justice, or or the Cowboys of Moo Mesa <laughs> Riders from Justice. <laughs> Uh, street sharks, King, street <laughs> street sharks, riders of justice. That works. I was gonna say King Arthur and the riders from justice. Riders of justice. Yeah. Paul Bunyan, <laughs> riders from justice. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, Speed Racer and the riders of. Oh, that's not nineties. Yeah, but it could be a reimagining. Johnny Quest, riders of justice. Space Godzilla, <laughs> riders of justice. Ultraman. What uh? What common rider? Riders of justice. Yeah, yeah. What was the American version of common rider called? Uh. Masked rider. Uh, masked rider. Yeah. Or in uh in One Punch Man, there's Moomin Rider. He doesn't have any powers. He rides a bicycle. Does he have the bug helmet? Uh. I can't remember what he looks like. It was pretty lame though. But he he had a lot of stupid bravery. Hmm. Uh, all right, so then we have a trailer for The Final Stand. Yeah, this film tells the story of the Podolsk. I'm sorry if I pronounced that weird. Podolsk cadets heroic stand outside Moscow in October 1941. Cadets from the Podolsk in- infantry and artillery schools were sent to the Ilinsky line of defense. So it's Russian. I just... It is Russian. So there's a lot of practical props and effects in this, like explosions that are real, uh, tanks that are real, things like that. But they open this trailer with a World War II like fighter plane, and it looks terrible. It's computer animated, and it looks absolutely terrible. And then the rest of it looks fine, which made me go like, why did you open the trailer with this, with this terrible CGI? Right, the tanks look really good. They look like authentic world war ii era german tanks this is a russian movie so it doesn't surprise me at all that the special effects are bad for the cgi russia did some pretty crazy stuff in world war ii so there should be more movies about it like well enemy of the gates is in my opinion the best world war ii movie uh but that's a lot better than this one looks to be like i just watched dunkirk and then i watched this trailer Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I thought, this is a theory. This is my theory. When they filmed this movie, they also filmed all the scenes for that mobile game that we talked about a couple weeks back. Yeah. Uh, the trailer for that game, because it was just like, it looked like a lot of the same stuff. That had better special effects, though. The mobile you know, game I did. trailer. This one has a lot of like Zack Snyder-esque slow motion garbo, which I think... It probably means that they just got 300 in Russia or something. So, you know, certain countries will follow trends that American cinema does. That's just, we're sort of the, the front runner in the world for that. So you'll always see a couple year delay and then you get the same trends in like Bollywood. So there was a big, big effect Zack Snyder era America had on, on Bollywood visual effects, which you see a lot of that in like Bahubali and stuff like that. So I think they must have just got that in Russia. (laughs) (laughs) They must have. Uh, So the final stand, uh, we'll probably never see it. No. uh, But it it, apparently it exists. 
okay, so then next up we have a Take Back. Uh, this is a Mickey Rourke movie. This might be the same Mickey Rourke movie, but a new trailer that we talked about a couple weeks ago or months ago, uh, yeah. where we said he looked like a like a drowning victim, <laughs> <laughs> a skin suit version yeah. of himself. He's got so much plastic surgery done, and I, I I don't feel bad too bad making fun of him because it's it was all done out of vanity, you know, and he yeah. he did this to himself out of vanity. And yes. uh, so I don't feel too bad making fun of him, but like <laughs> in this movie is a bunch of is probably going to be like a fairly big st- stunt showcase. It's got like Michael Jai White and and stuff in it, and but then there's like Mickey Rourke, and I have to imagine he was a weirdo on set, and like I feel like he's probably really weird in real life. He should do a movie with Gary Busey and Steven Seagal. To me, there's no difference between Mickey Rourke and Edgar from Men in Black. They're like this, like even in real life, like they're probably the same person. <laughs> He's on set. Give me sugar. <laughs> and, and water. water. <laughs> and he just looks like he's wearing, you know, he's it's like Mickey Rourke in a Mickey Rourke skin suit. You ever see an actor and just think that they're mean to their assistant? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what I get from Mickey Rourke. And if if he's not then my bad i'm sorry but i don't yeah if he's like a really nice guy like then i'm you know i feel pretty bad um he just he seems like the kind of guy that mixes whiskey in his coffee and yells a lot yeah that's the whole vibe that i get from him is he looks like he's mean <laughs> uh mickey work if you're a nice guy we are really sorry i'm sure um, he's listening and just like those guys they got i'm a gentle spirit they got me all wrong and if I'm wrong, I'll be the first to admit it. But he just seems Absolutely. like he's mean. No, listen, we we are we have no problems uh, admitting when we are wrong. Uh, heck, we are the dumb dudes. Yeah, I'm wrong at least 20 times per episode. And some of you <laughs> like to text me every time it happens. Yeah, we don't even do a fact check at, at, like you know on the next episode. Nope. Uh, if it's a big wrong, though, Robot Voice will correct. Yes, Robot Voice... Robot Voice has a mind of her own and is less uh, willing to put up with the dumb dudes. How two people who are literally sitting at a computer can be wrong so frequently eludes me. Yeah. All right, let's talk about this uh, This here uh, Adele DeZinth trailer, which is Under the Stadium Lights. Saban! This is a low-budget version of Remember the Titans and... What's the other one? Friday Night Lights? Yeah, this, is, yeah. this is a low-budget version of those. So, I hate football movies. They're, I, I like Remember the Titans, but the reason that I like Remember the Titans is not because it is football. It is because both Donald Faison, who I love, and Ryan Gosling, who I love, are in it. And that is why I like Remember the, Remember the Titans. Uh, also, that's just a better movie. But football movies are so cheesy always. They're so dramatic like super melodramatic and everything's like life or death with with football and it's just like so cheesy to me football is life nick no it isn't it's a it's a game for for kids it's a children's <laughs> game it's a children's ball game children it's a it's a ball club it's a strong ball club now if you like football i'm not picking on you i also enjoy watching football but don't take it so seriously. That's like the same thing as people who take like other stuff too seriously. Just chill out. Chill out movies about football. 
I feel like this, the guy that plays the head coach who is also in, he's also like a general in like every modern war movie. Uh, yeah, Glenn, Glenn Morshauer, he was in 24. I hope you guys are prepared to hear a lot more about Glenn Morshauer over the next few minutes. Yeah, he was in 24. He, he sure was. Uh, I feel like him and Lawrence Fishburne, this movie is beneath them. I don't know why they did this. A, a paycheck, maybe they just need to work. Th- this movie is beneath both those guys. Yes. Uh, I would like to point out that Lawrence Fishburne, much like Wesley Snipes in uh, in uh, Demolition Man, is wearing a red shirt with blue overalls, making him look like Dennis the Menace. There must be some thread in this reality that connects you to Dennis the Menace. It's the red shirt and the blue overalls. But yeah, so Glenn Morshauer, you'll recognize him from having existed and watched anything that has a general in it. He's in Transformers, he's in... I'm going to click on his name here because he's in everything. Yeah, I feel like he's in like war movies with like the Navy. He's probably played in, he's probably been in every branch of the military at this point in movies. Yep. He's, oh man, he's in, he's in every, everything. He was in The Resident. He's in Wolfenstein. He does a voice. Narcos, Preacher. He's in Transformers. And he plays like generals in all of these things. He's General Sam Lane and Supergirl. <laughs> Talk about being typecast. He's Admiral Hawley and Scandal. I, b- I bet you his bank account does not mind being typecast. He was a general in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He was the censorship captain in Manhattan. That's a drink. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, he's Defense Secretary Michael Reed in Castle. He's Officer Silverton in Dad's. Oh, he was a coach. He was coach Bill Becker in Law and Order SVU. Uh, let's see what else we got here. He was in oh, Commander Velen in After Earth. Oh, he was in After Earth. Yeah, Agent wow. Hendricks in Hawaii Five O. General Morshauer. Oh wait, that's his own name. In Transformers: The Ride, he got to have his own name. Let's see what else is he. Oh, he's uh, Colonel Hendry in X Men: First Class. Yes. Yeah, he's always some sort of military gentleman. Don't say I didn't warn you. He plays the role well. <laughs> oh, he was even in Friday Night Lights. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, yeah, basically that brings it back around. So, yeah, this is yeah. Under the Stadium Lights. It's a crummy Saban football movie that is a ripoff of Remember the Titans and Friday Night Lights. And, and that's the way it was. All right, well, that does it for the new, new trailers, uh, folks. But uh, we got a lot of mail, so let's talk about some trailer mailers. You've got mail. Yeah, this was a very popular question. So the question was, you have to put together your own Space Jam team. What four players do you choose to play on your team? They can't be taller than regulation basketball goal 10 feet. Why don't you start us off? All right, so the first off is here is Squid, your cousin. And he said, Spider-Man, if he can take Cap's shield, then he can steal the ball. He said, Flubber, (laughs) everyone everyone be jumping just so very high. Flubber is a great (laughs) answer. It is great. His third player would be Air Bud. You know, I I hate hate this answer, but I sort of love it, too, just because it's getting at me. Uh, There's no rules against it, and he's a good dog that i can pet <laughs> now everybody couldn't talk so does that still or is it just because it's a saccharine animal movie i don't know uh it's a saccharine animal movie yeah uh it's just it's you know it's she i don't even have to see it to tell it it's just corny and cheesy and awful uh his uh, fourth player 
he says, uh, is She-Hulk. Just as strong as the Hulk, but only six uh, foot seven canonically. So she's shorter than the basketball hoop. And she still has full control when she's in Hulk mode. So that's a plus. Very good. Uh, Jay says, Elastigirl from The Incredibles for the Reach. Curly from the animated Harlem Globetrotters series. He would have good experience playing. He, the, I think they also crossed over with Scooby-Doo several times back in the 70s. Uh, the animated Globetrotters. He said, my final pick would be two characters that work together. The ambiguously gay duo. <laughs> I've heard they have plenty of experience handling balls. Now what's everybody looking at? Nothing! <laughs> That's a very J answer, isn't it? Uh, oh, very good about that very good Jeff. very good uh, robo said spider-man because webs and stuff legolas because he doesn't miss chitara because reasons i think somebody has a little childhood crush there yep uh and then obi-wan kenobi because why would you not want a jedi that's two for spider-man so far so he's a popular one i'm trying to think he if is. anything in the jedi code would make them crummy basketball players to know yeah, they would definitely use the force. I mean, uh, you know, Qui Gon, he he made the dice. He cheated at the dice game. Well, Qui Gon was force. a rogue Jedi. In fact, uh, the reason that I'm giant nerd and this is really nerdy, but the reason that they paired Obi Wan with Qui Gon was because Obi Wan, as a you as a very young Jedi, was very rebellious, and so they stuck him with a a Jedi who doesn't follow the rules and is sort of like a complete uh, rogue. So that the only way for him to rebel was to become completely by the book. So that is why Obi-Wan is the way he is. And I'm a giant nerd, and that's the kind of thing that I know. Uh, I actually like that. Uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's fun to me. Uh, but I like the Star War. Yes. Uh, Mike said, uh, Scott Howard, a.k.a. Teen Wolf, which is an extremely good answer that i wish i'd thought of <laughs> yeah <laughs> spider-man because webs <laughs> three yeah. for spider-man uh yeah. this is my favorite uh he said christopherson from fantastic mr fox because he's a natural <laughs> oh you don't want to have to compare yourself to that and then princess peach because she can soar <laughs> oh yeah she has that float mm-hmm. she can like jump and then float across yeah she she could dump from like the the uh, half court line it's all very good but you win extra points for christopherson very nice very nice kate said troy bolton who we know from the high school musical movies mm-hmm. uh air bud we have the number we have the second air bud for here. air bud uh detlef shrimp <laughs> playing himself on parks and <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and Wesley Snipes or Woody Harrelson's characters from White Man Can't Jump. Oh, man, what a reach. What about Woody Harrelson from Semi-Pro, who is basically making fun of his own self from White Man Can't Jump? That's too, that's too meta. You're getting too meta. <laughs> I wish you were still a washing machine. <laughs> I, I love that movie. Uh, have you ever seen Semi-Pro? It's very funny. I have not. Bridget has returned to make the question times have more answers in it. She says Barack Obama because that's what he does. <laughs> yeah, I just want to see Barack Obama in Space Jam. Uh, Groot who can grow longer arms. Bullseye from Daredevil because he is also basically never misses, although he is a bad guy, so I don't know if I can trust him. Spoiler alert, you can't. He's one of the most sociopathic characters in all of Marvel. Uh, yep. And Ender from Ender's Game for the strategy. <laughs> that's that's a, not a bad... Uh... Except, you know... 
Ender's like sitting playing like a Game Boy and it's like a, a NBA jam on Game Boy and then at the end he realized that he was playing the Space Jam all along. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very That's good. it. Kevin said Shaquille O'Neal as Kazam. <laughs> I like the twist of, of picking an actual basketball player, Shaquille O'Neal, and then having him be his character Kazam. <laughs> <laughs> Kazam. Uh, Reed Richards, obviously for the stretchiness. Dr. Stephen Strange. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dr. Stephen Strange. So Dr. Strange. Yes. I wonder why he wrote it out, Dr. Stephen Strange. Well, that's his name. Yeah, but nobody calls him Dr. Stephen Strange. He called himself that when he introduced himself to Mads Mikkelsen. Did he really? Yeah. I need to go back and watch that movie. Okay. Uh, Then he said Hubert Geese Osby from the Harlem Globetrotters because no one... Bets against the Globetrotters. Uh, I thought the generals were due! <laughs> Even if they lose, the audience will no doubt be entertained, or at least I would be, so I consider that a win. That's, that's a very Kevin answer. Yeah, he's always thinking about uh, being considerate for, for the audience. Oh, what a guy. What a guy. Uh, all right, so that's all the trailer mailers. Uh, don't write us this week. We won't even tell you how to write into us. Uh, we won't even tell you. Nope, but you should follow us on Instagram at Trailer Blazers Podcast. And what should they do if they, they leave a rating? Well, if you're feeling generous and you want to uh, reward us for letting you think about Space Jam, you can leave us a five-star rating and review. And if you do that, uh, Quick Mickey's going to let you know what happens. If you do that, you leave that five-star rating. We're going to build us a lab, and we're going to clone five Spider-Mans to be on a basketball team, and we're going to go pro. Now, what city I hadn't decided yet, uh, maybe like somewhere in Kentucky, I don't know, and we're going to start that team, and it's going to be all Spider-Man all the time, and we're going to win a lot of money, buddy. But it, but in order to do that, you got to live a five-star rising. Because I can't build no lab without no five-star writing. That's the tip. Thank you, Quick Mickey, for that effervescent tip. It is always needed in this in these times. For the Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and I eat Wheaties with Tony Hale. Happy Trailsers. And I'm Ben Moon, and I never bet against the Globetrotters. Happy Trailsers. <laughs>
Uh, oh yeah. Of course, uh, I, I, su- I yes, I suggested to you what to put on it, so I know what it says. <laughs> but like, yeah, of course. I was looking at it and I was like, oh yeah, I can tell what this. I can tell this says that. Yeah, it matches up with the uh, English alphabet, so it's it's not too hard. Um, I I did I show you the Captain America shoes I made? Yes, they were very good, and I would have worn them. When you make these shoes, do you wear them or do you just display them? No, I wear them. Okay. I was wondering, because some people have, like, the display cases that I have behind me, but they just have shoes in them. Nah, it, shoes are made for wearing, man. That's that's what I would think, but then, you know, it's not my forte, so I don't know. Certain collectors do things their own ways. Well, I will say, I do have the Aliens Stomper Pack that I'm not going to wear. I have the Ghostbuster shoes that I bought. You know, I'm not going to wear those. Okay. Yeah, those are... Those are display okay. but stuff that i paint no it's it's to be cool to wear right on right on not any video game news this week nothing of import importance the only thing i saw was uh, a trailer which was kind of news about a trailer that they're making not only are they doing the resident evil 4 remake in the in the vein of the other resident evil remakes they're also doing a vr version of it which to me would be very frightening yeah i don't know i don't know that i want to do horror in vr no well resident evil 4 was one of the ones that sort of started the bent towards action game. So that one might be a little better than like Resident Evil 7, which you could not get me into in VR at gunpoint uh, because <laughs> I, I got scared playing it on the normal PlayStation. But yeah, that's the only thing I saw. Yeah, the... You know, I think the next game that I am going to buy is going to be Mafia, the remake. But after that... It's going to be this first trailer that we're going to talk about. I want this game. I've decided I'm going to buy this game. I'm going to pay full price for it. And it is Gotham Knights. That's it. It's just called Gotham Knights. <laughs> yeah. This looks good. It's a Batman game where it's it's about the former Robins and Batgirl. So it's like Red Hood and... Night, night Stalker, Night Hunter, <laughs> Night Wielder. The Blue Robin. Night Rider. <laughs> night Rider. What? <laughs> Night Rider, <laughs> what is his name? Um, Nightwing. Nightwing. I know the like. I know the dude's name is Dick Grayson, and I was like, "What?" Yeah, I, it's Dick Grayson. I'm true. I'm truly dumb about uh, DC stuff. So forgive. <laughs> we're we're terrible. I, even though I, I like uh, Batman stuff, so this looks cool. Yeah. God, this looks so good. Batgirl looks awesome. That's my favorite design for her suit. Oh, it's so good. I, I Jason Todd, the Red Hood. I know him. He was in it. And then Jess and I were trying to figure out which one which one of the Robins was actually Robin because there's the Tim Drake Robin who was in the Arkham Knight game was Robin. And then there's yeah. the one that was in Harley Quinn which was Damian Wayne who's like Batman's son. So I don't know which one that is but I'm sure I'll find out when I get this game because it looks awesome. It really does. The action still looks incredible. It's brutal uh, but it looks like complex and interesting you can do really cool stuff there's verticality involved which is really cool um it just looks it just looks really like it looks really polished like the animations and everything look really polished so i just i think this looks really fun and i think each player will probably play differently which will add to the replay value of it so I'm not usually into like a beat 'em up type game, but if this is like the the Batman style verticality stuff, like you know, a little bit of stealth in there, maybe even like I'm I'm into it. I'm into it. Yeah, it looks good. I'll I'll be playing this. I played all the Arkham games except for Origins, and I, I liked all those. 
I never played Origins because I watched Jess do the boss fight with uh, Deathstroke and I didn't want to do it because it looked frustrating. So I didn't do that one. <laughs> Deathstroke. Uh, oh, another game that looks fun here. We have a trailer for Hot Wheels. The un- uh, This is Hot Wheels, un- Hot, Wheels. Hot Wheels Unleashed. And this is an actual gameplay trailer. So we got to see what the game actually looks like. And they gave you a great idea of what it looks like. And it looks fun. Yeah, this looks awesome. It's Hot Wheels. You're racing Hot Wheels down like Hot Wheels racetracks and like through ceiling vents and on the carpet. It's it's cool. It looks cool. It's like Ant-Man racing. It's like Ant-Man racing. That's exactly what it's like. So you're going to have a lot of these classic uh, Hot Wheels cars. I recognized all the cars again. Yep, the shark, um, the shark mobile. The, the shark mobile. That muscle car that they, that like wins the race is like a, it's one of my favorite not real cars. It's like an actual just like Hot Wheels design. It's one of my favorites. I own it. Um, so yeah, so it looks fun. Like, and there's going to be, I guess, different, uh, areas like different, cause you're like in a warehouse looking type thing in this, in this trailer, uh, mostly. I wonder if that's like the, the toy warehouse where they're like shipping from. Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe so. Uh, but the tracks are interesting. They kind of go all over the place and it looks fun. Uh, then we have a trailer for Gord. This is an announcement trailer, Gord. And this is, uh, is is this isometric? Is that what they, I mean? It's like uh, it's like um, what do you compare this to? Um, I don't know. It's not a kind of game that I normally play. It was sort of the the view sort of was like Diablo, how Diablo is, like where you're above. A little more zoomed in. It's like a mi- I would say it's like a mix of like Divinity, Original Sin, and 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 Diablo. Yeah, like those those games. Uh, the design for stuff looks cool. Like, there's a tree monster that I thought I thought looked really cool. There's a this game was made by like former CD Projekt Red devs who probably had some sort of input on The Witcher, if they were working there before. So maybe their design elements are are sort of similar to that, which is good. But I don't know that this kind of game isn't one that I'd probably get into. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I'd get into this either. Um, it looks real violent too, like real bloody and stuff. It looks like you can also there's like custom scenarios you can make somehow. Huh? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't, even, I didn't even catch that. They put a little blurb in it, and it was like create your own scenarios or something. Huh. So anyway, we won't play it, but it's coming out. Uh, and then you, this is what we're sort of excited. I don't know that I'll ever get to this, but uh, we have the Mass Effect comparison trailer. This is pretty interesting to watch how they make it look better. Um, I would say it's not as quite the leap that I was thinking it was, though. Do you think it's a little more subtle than... Or what did you think? I thought the same thing. It didn't... I was expecting sort of like PS5 graphics overhaul uh, yeah. for the whole thing. It's it's not... It didn't look like that. It does look better. Obviously, it looks better. There were some there were some shots, though, that I was like, does it look better? Yeah, sometimes it was, it was a little iffy. I'm also interested, because I know they changed some of the mechanics for Mass Effect 1. Yeah. And that's, that's what I'm more interested in, because I didn't like some of the mechanics for Mass Effect 1, and I think I'm hoping those are the ones that changed. Hmm. I think it'd be fun to replay it with the new mechanics because it it almost make it feel kind of fresh. Yeah, exactly. Um, I love Mass Effect. I would really like to play this again, like straight through, because the way I played Mass Effect was so weird. Because I played Mass Effect one once, and then I played Mass Effect two like fifteen times because I loved it. That was like my favorite game ever. 
and then I played Mass Effect 3 once. <laughs> so, like, I have this weird bulge in the middle where it's, like, it diverged into 80 different timelines and then went back to the one main Shepard that I had. Mine tapered off. I did. I played the first one six times, the second one two times, and then the third one, I think I just played it once. Yeah. So, I mostly liked Mass Effect 2, and uh, we'll see if this one... I mean, I'm sure it'll be fun to play it once I get to 2, if, yeah. if I could... If I can just keep going into three. I think one of the nice mechanic changes that is that you can use all the weapons as any class. Uh-huh. So you were limited previously. So like if you picked like the Vanguard class, you could only have like shotguns and pistols or, you know, you couldn't ever use a sniper rifle or an auto, you know, an auto automatic weapon or whatever. So I think that'll be better. Yeah. Cause you know, people can pick up things in real life. Yeah. It's fun to mix it up. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, you got anything else? No, uh, that's all from me. Well, that's all that I have as well, and uh, and that makes me Ben Moon, and I can use all the weapons despite my class. Happy trailsers. And I'm Nick Kelly, and I wonder if there are fish on the Presidium. Happy trailsers. Armageddon. Riders of Justice.